0: Hello and welcome to That Film Stew, I'm Jason And I'm Luke In this episode we've got another movie review And this time we're looking at 8-Bit Christmas
1: Directed by Michael Dows, 8-Bit Christmas is the Christmas comedy film From a screenplay by Kevin Chukubowski Based upon his novel of the same name The movie is available now on Binge in Australia And HBO Max in the United States But if you haven't watched 8-Bit Christmas share and you want to go watch it first before listening to our full review we will be talking spoilers from
0: the studio that brought you elf neil patrick harris narrates what i call the nintendo christmas movie luke you have the plot
1: set in superb chicago in the late 1980s the story centers on 10 year old jake doyle's quest to get the latest and greatest video game system for christmas
0: this was a this was a surprise one. Usually when you send me and uh again, no, I, I mean I want to put it out there, no offense. And um, you know, I do take any recommendation from you seriously, I swear. But you send me a poster of maybe like an upcoming movie, especially one on a um a streaming service, whether it be Netflix or I guess for us, binge or whatnot. And it's usually it's you know, it's like politely, I'll say, Wow, that looks like crap. Oh, we're reviewing it. Okay, cool. But I mean, I looked at this. I didn't quite know what to take of the poster. I checked out the uh, the trailer and I was like, holy shit. This is a, an 80s period piece about a kid and his group of friends trying to get their hands on a Nintendo Entertainment System. I was like, okay, I'm on board. I like the premise. <laughs> um, the, the trailer sold me with, you know, it looked cute. It looked like some, some wholesome holiday fun. I was on board.
1: This is where I'm coming from. I saw the poster. I saw that there was a trailer, and I forwarded you both just so you could check them out. I was curious about it being a HBO Max original movie. So it's not another Netflix film. Some are good. Some aren't. I'm leaning <laughs> more towards aren't, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, <laughs> it's a treat. It's Christmas, Neil Patrick Harris, Nintendo. I thought, wow, and the 80s settings. I thought this could be something but even then i wasn't thinking let's um let's review it but i watched it and the movie ended and i thought it would be a nice film to review even if it's not the best christmas film of the year it's gonna be better than home sweet home alone Whoa, which is no. the only christmas <laughs> movie we've reviewed so far so that's i'm not giving away my review for the film
0: all we know what that i'm it saying was, is it was home than... sweet it was than... home
1: alone which at the time was going to be the only new christmas film we reviewed it set the bar pretty low checked out this movie thought it's worth a conversation
0: I definitely thought the, the the intention was for us to review this from the start, but uh, or maybe something happened along the way and I, and I completely missed that. But yeah, I went in, you know, like watching the movie and thinking, oh, we're reviewing this, I, I the whole time. But that aside, um, yeah, this is this is this is not bad. Obviously, like you said, Neil Patrick Harris as the adult version of the the main character, and you've got him and his daughter. They're traveling to see, you know um the character's mother or the, the the grandmother i guess for from the daughter's point of view um as they're waiting for you know like the rest of the family to sort of arrive for i forget what they're doing just a dinner or something i guess it's just it's the christmas thing families all that there, there's there's the the parallels between the kid and just wanting to you know she doesn't have her own phone but she wants to use the dad's phone to like text her friends call her friends whatever the kids are doing these days Neil Patrick Harris pulls out the old NES, the old NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. And much like a, you know, a classic sort of old school, fun little film. We've got a big flashback story to the story of how he hunted down a Nintendo back in the 80s. And, you know, there's a whole, there's an ensemble of different kids and stuff along for the ride. It, 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 like i said the premise the premise is good the premise is good and the setup is good and the execution is it works fine
1: yeah again home sweet home alone <laughs> i felt nothing watching that film you're supposed to feel something watching a christmas film and i felt something watching this christmas film i watched it For the '80s setting, Nintendo—that was the hook. And what caught me off guard—it was the father-son relationship. Yeah, yeah. Wow, really got me in the feels. So
0: Steve Zahn plays John Doyle, the father of of Jake Doyle. And you're right, like you know, like for the most part, he seems like a almost like a distant pretty pretty firm kind of guy probably very fitting for i guess you know dads of the 80s and, and stuff like that. obviously not speaking from any sort of experience because i wasn't really there yet but um you know it seemed to it but seemed how they're
1: portrayed to, in film yeah, and tv yeah.
0: exactly yeah it seemed to be sort of that generic sort of go-to but Believable at the same time, and and obviously there's a bit of conflict in terms of yeah, like hey parents, this is what I want for Christmas. Can I have it? And there's sort of like uh, the conflict comes from like no, you can't, or you know like if you want it, you've got to save up for it. You've got to get it yourself. You've got to do what you can. And then, but from there, it also leads into you know like the like anti-video game sort of movement which yeah i mean i wasn't aware that like was this prevalent back then like was this really a thing people being against video games back in the 80s
1: i mean it was it was a new thing i mean you could trace it back to comic books they were seen as being a bad influence on kids so i although older than you ever so slightly I didn't know this was a thing where it was anti video games and maybe it was bigger in the US I don't know. Yeah. But there's you know like I said like there's
0: this this ragtag team of of kids um it it's funny they all have like their different quirks and uh, sort of things about them they you know there is a bit of like a almost like an exposition dump of like which like which kid is which, and then going through them, but like you've got like the like the one that's allergic to bees and pasta. You've got the pathological liar, the one who's not really the
1: friend, but like is he hangs out. They later become friends. Yeah. Going back to the the kid who's allergic to bees, I'm glad they didn't go in that direction. But I was having <laughs> flashbacks to My Girl. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> it wasn't that type of movie.
0: Hey, well they got they got good use of the pasta stuff. <laughs> there was some. Um, some vulgar stuff there, but all good. Um, you've got like this really big bully kid who's like the same age, but like he's very clearly like ten years older
1: than all of these kids. Well, <laughs> he's—I don't think he is. Well, he's not the same age. He's the yeah oversized bully, and I think they mention he's been held back by about five years, so he is like which, a little bit older. That's something I'd heard about from watching American movies. That like you just get held back if you don't graduate a particular year you get held back that didn't happen at my school that wasn't a thing in the uk maybe everyone in your, in your school moved. was just on part no. yeah. oh, you still move no what about you here down. in australia like you're still, you still you just you're, just, be, you're dumb <laughs> you just move to the next year yeah. yeah you're behind academically but you still move to that next year yeah and then they just had to cater for you
0: a little bit more yeah that's that's it um and then we got this this rich kid, and and he has a Nintendo, and it's almost like his house is a club, where it's like you get to line up, you got to be the first one there, the first ten people, and it's like up to him to choose who comes in and plays the coveted entertainment video game console. And they even have like the he has the power glove. I don't know. There was so much going on with like all these different quirky kids and like these different dynamics, and just like praising this box of plastic just putting on this such like this high pedestal and I'm just like I just wish I was there in that in that craze to enjoy such antics and and all of that I mean I'm glad that I never had to because it was just like hey son here's your Super Nintendo oh thanks mum like that was my life but I could imagine it would have been something pretty hectic
1: but it's still like kids today. Like there's still that thing for Christmas, isn't it? That everybody wants.
0: Yeah, I guess no one can get a PS five these days.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? So there you go. This movie's pretty rele- relevant. <laughs> it's relevant. It's too real. It's too real.
0: Um, no, I mean, I really, I like the like the the eighties setting. I mean. One thing that like things that are like movies and TV shows that are sort of set in the '80s can sort of fall into the trap of is leaning heavily into like pop culture and references of the time. And I feel like this movie didn't really do that, and um, I want to praise it for it for for not going in that direction. I literally were just like, "This is our focus. It's this story. The like this adventure," and it's like you know, like we're gonna. We're going to be like so like they're in the setting but like they're not they're not flashing pop culture at you and like you said you know before like with the family dynamic they're leaning into that as a as part of like the drama and the emotional drive as well as the kids just wanting their video games and it's really there's a very clear focus on that which i thought i really appreciated it wasn't like hey we're going to take two minutes to sidestep everything and have them you know go to a movie theater or You know, like watch something on TV or you know,
1: throw various different songs at us and stuff. I mean, there's a few, they did some of that. I mean, it's not like watching the Goldbergs, no, they (laughs) really hit you over the head with it. But you've got David Cross as the dealer, but he's going to help them get the doll or cabbage patch doll. So, there you go, that's something they referenced for his younger (laughs) sister, yeah. But he has that dialogue exchange about Robocop, a film that was released a year prior which tracks it was released in 87 actually so do with a couple the, of things with the date with the date it was um you
0: know when neil patrick harris is doing his sort of sort of setup of the story and the narration at the start it, he's not quite sure what year he was sort of talking about to
1: begin with but then it does
0: get established it's 88 yeah and it solidified it And, you know, there's even like a Die Hard reference. And I was like, when did Die Hard come out? Like, is this, has this movie goofed? Like, what's going on? And no, no, everything seems to be tracking. I couldn't find any major inconsistencies with
1: time. I think from what I've read, which I didn't notice, and it's not a big deal, is like some of the toys that feature, like Cabbage Patch Dolls, something to do with when they were released or rebranded, but I didn't know yeah, or wasn't like a certain, wasn't a thing.
0: You know, a certain model of something, or like, you know, that's that's gonna sometimes that's just that like, you, know, you can't research everything. This ain't like a high end sort of Oscar award winning movie, it's just like a bit of fun. But I no, think for the it, most part, it,
1: it works. What, what it I it found working, yeah.
0: You know, the scene like in the in the shopping center or the shopping mall for our American listeners, um, I found that I thought the look of the the mall looked quite modern i feel like i don't know i feel like they could have dressed it a little bit more 80s but again i don't know i wasn't at shopping malls in the 80s maybe that looked very accurate to a mall back then but um i don't know i just thought i was like mm, this looks like it's set now except for everyone's sort of dress wear and stuff like that i was just like everything looks very shiny you know like all the big glass sort of Shop fronts and like the signages, like above the the shops. So I was like,
1: that looks like they literally just went to a shopping centre, but I could be wrong. Which they would have. So I don't know how much <laughs> effort was put into dressing it up. But the insides, though, the things on mm. sale looked '80s, and the kids were dressed '80s, and <laughs> the kids were dressed. Honestly, 80s. going into this movie, and and again, I clearly gave the impression. What to review it before I knew. I just thought it looked like a fun Christmas kids movie, and they've done that. You know, that's that's what they made. But again, like this movie, for both of us just absolutely came out of nowhere. Didn't know that it was a thing in development. Yeah, like knew no nothing about,
0: about it. it. Mm. Well, I suppose so it's, it was a know, pleasant like surprise. Really, besides you know the fact that it's like oh look we. Part of the movie if we're talking about Nintendo. You know, Neil Patrick Harris is in it. It's really like there's nothing really sort of to talk about in anticipation of it. It is.
1: Oh, I don't know. Like, if if there'd been more of a conversation around a Nintendo-based '80s set Christmas movie. Oh, and by the way, Neil Patrick Harris is in it. I don't know. That would have been something to talk about. I mean, it might but have been. We obviously missed it. It would, I guess that would have just been...
0: Like, that would have been the conversation that would have been like, okay, well, like, more like a statement. Like, okay, this is, this is the guy that's going to feature in it and it's going to be about this. Other than that, what else is there to sort of talk about beforehand? It's like, you know, it's not one of these tentpole big IPs sort of thing. And to be honest, it's like the fact that, like, obviously the plot revolves around sort of chasing a Nintendo console... It's not like Nintendo is like prominently, you know, featured in this movie. I don't know; that kind of doesn't make any sense. But it's like it's not like it's like Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo like throughout the whole movie. It's sort of like they're chasing like they play it a little bit at the start, and then the rest of the movie is sort of about sort of chasing it. But it's 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 not like they're throwing Nintendo at you. Or like I mean, we barely see them actually play any games. And a lot of the, I guess like the bigger games that you'd know. Like, you don't see any Mario. You don't really hear much, like, Nintendo music and stuff like that. It's sort of like, I got the Power Glove and uh, that just gave me flashbacks to
1: The Wizard, um, that movie. But it starts with a father and daughter and then you get that emotional punch between father and son and you're like, right, that's what this is. Mm.
0: Actually, the relationship between...
1: yeah, it, it's about what you. Yeah, yeah, and the siblings. It's about what you already have and you don't realize it. And then between the father and son, them finding that one thing they have in common. Yeah, yeah, packs a punch.
0: No, it's, it's it was a nice thing. Like in the back of my head, I was thinking oh, the whole time. I was like, okay, by the end of this movie, no matter what happens, like he's gonna obviously end up with a Nintendo. We're gonna like that's gonna happen. So I just feel okay. This, it's all about like, how do we get there? How do we get there? Like the, the parents cave, something happens. They they just surprise him on Christmas morning being like, you know, like we told you we weren't getting you this, but Christmas morning, here it is. So he gets to Christmas morning. I'm waiting for it to happen. Like a kid on Christmas. I'm sitting there watching this movie. I'm like, okay, where's that bloody Nintendo? And then there's the gag with like the, what was it the uncle or something from Japan that sends some like, Weird random Yeah. Yeah. Some weird Japanese game thing. Or whatever it is. I can't remember. And then even then, I'm I'm waiting. And then there's the thing with the, the dad's build a tree house. Um, and the, you know, call back to like the dog poo stuff from earlier. There's and I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm like, okay, in the treehouse, it's gonna have a little TV, there's gonna be a Nintendo setup waiting for him. Here we go. Still nothing, and I think just like Neil Patrick Harris's kid. The movie like when did you get your Nintendo? Like what happened? And I was like no, like I had to. What do you say? Like you had to work for it. You had to. You had to work for you. it. I was yeah, much some like summer so- jobs or something. It saved up and eventually got one. And I was like, well, shit. All right, I've got to admit, I wouldn't have wrote that in I would wouldn't have like I didn't see that happen in my head. Makes sense. It's sort of like you know lessons learned, and like you said, it's about what you already have and then working hard, which.
1: Is I guess, what yeah. the parents were saying at the start. I'm like, yeah, okay, good message. Good, positive message. It's that ending, the resolution of the movie, that makes it for me. That made it being a film mm. that I thought we should cover on the podcast. Because up until that point, I'll check it out. It's available for us on binge. I'll give it a watch. But, yeah, that ending, yeah. It, um, it got me. And my youngest was in the room with me as well. And she leaned in and she said, What's wrong with your eyes, Dad? Like, oh, nothing. What? what? So <laughs> nothing. You were really just got scary. me. You were yeah, really man. It, honestly, it's, uh, you know, the, the father-son moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it got me. And, yeah, when did Steve Zahn become the comedy dad? I, mean, I know he's done it before with Diary of a Wimpy Kid. But until daddy, those daddy movies... Daddy
0: Daddy Daycare.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't... The, he was helping...
0: The helping day? the dads, yeah. yeah, that's right.
1: Did, did he, he not have a kid he himself? Wasn't, I don't think he did, no. I think he was like the goofy it, mate of Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it's been a while. It, that makes it weird. But he <laughs> he was like the young, like comedy guy, and then Dive a Wimpy Kid, and now this, like wow. He does a good comedy dad.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess he just kind of maybe like aged into the role, and maybe before that he was a bit bit too young. But no, it, 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 it was good to it was good to see him. I think he, I think he did a he did a good job, just sort of selling it, selling no, like no, a yeah. you know, type of character, and then selling afterwards. I guess the you know the softy in him, like the the bit where he's just like, like you're a really good kid, and like you deserve some good stuff, but not Nintendo. <laughs> but here's his treehouse, and it's pretty boss. <laughs> so I kind of want a treehouse. More than a Nintendo. You don't have the space. I, I don't. I really don't. Oh well. Well, that's uh, that's the movie. I guess. so we? should we rate it?
1: I thought I lost you for a moment there. You were thinking about a treehouse, weren't you?
0: I was. I went somewhere. I went just in my in my mind. I was like, "There's a better place for me." I have a I have a big yeah. yard and a treehouse.
1: Now my. <clears throat> My rating this film, I'm not going to go crazy with it. I'm really not. I mean, again, I did get an emotional reaction out of it, but it's an enjoyable film. It's a good kids' film. I'm, again, not going crazy with it, but I'm going to come in at a 3.5. I'm going to come
0: exactly... Uh, alongside the the, the um, yeah three point five for me as well like as much as I I don't really think I said anything sort of bad about this movie but I think it is because this movie knows exactly what it wants to be it knows its audience so it's catering for that audience even though it seems to have really appealed to us as grown ass adults um, but I mean like at the end of it it is a kid friendly family orientated movie. Um, you know, it's not doing anything too much to sort of blow us away in terms of the comedy, um, or like, you know, like the antics and stuff like that. But you know, like there's, it's just a nice, gentle little funny adventure that we, that we get, you know, like it doesn't get too silly. It doesn't get too crazy. It's not laugh out loud, but you know, it's a good time. So yeah, 3.5 from yeah. me
1: as well. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a decent movie that gets elevated by that ending. Mm.
0: Some real heart, like real heart and emotion. Yes to it. But I mean the yeah, kid's yeah.
1: spewing. we do not gonna talk about that guy. I know we've rated the movie already, but wow, he just kept going.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, we just kept eating that part. So there, much didn't spew. He? So <laughs> much spew. That's just Oh, I mean speaking of you know emotion and, and those heartbreaking moments, like the kid has the Nintendo. In his hands, and he slips on that ice, classic Christmas movie style. He slips on that ice, and that Nintendo yeah. box gets crushed by the school bus. Like, I'm just gutted. They sold, like, that the, the, the brother and sister, the other kids, they sold their baseball cards, or everyone put their cards together. I don't know. They sold, oh man, it's just this gutting. Just so gutted. So good. All right, well, let's um, wrap up with some trivia. And I figured, how often do we get to talk about Nintendo? Except maybe when we get to, like, our Super Mario Brothers movie, when that eventually comes out. But I figured, hey, let's throw in some Nintendo trivia here. And I just thought this was really interesting because not many people know, and it's something I only recently sort of found out about. Um, But Nintendo got its start more than 100 years ago selling playing cards so for the longest time it was a simple toy manufacturing um, company based in kyoto in japan uh, that made the majority of its income off playing cards and other toy fads but once the video game boom hit in japan nintendo tried to cash in um, on the trend and i guess it's in the history books now they obviously were pretty successful in doing so i just thought it was meant to like nintendo as a company like no they didn't make their start in the 80s it was it's like over 100 years old now which is pretty oh, i
1: had no idea and then pokemon playing cards or <laughs> trading cards there you go they brought it back
0: yeah it's all happening yeah i guess it we went back to its roots almost a little bit with those um But that's it for our review of 8-Bit Christmas. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you from the podcast.
1: We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Podcast,
0: And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages.
1: If you missed it, we recently reviewed Home Sweet Home Alone and Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And be sure to check out our next review, Ghostbusters Afterlife.
0: Wow, very, very exciting. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.